Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again with another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. And today I want to talk about something that uh, really uh, was very prevalent last week, something that uh, I thought about it, you know, but I didn't have the time to really talk about it. But I want to talk about it today, um, you know, in regards to the investigation that FTC is doing uh, in regards to the studies that they're doing in regards to loot boxes. As you know, loot boxes is a big, big problem in gaming today. Um, you know, it's something that uh, it's becoming more and more prevalent and endemic to it, to the, the gaming community, uh, to the gaming, uh, uh, you know, in this case, business model, that it's something that is hard to look beyond that. Every company is applying one way or the other a loot box system or loot crate system, uh, or, uh, you know, battle packs, as you know, EA calls it for Battlefield. Things that in reality uh, supposedly enhance the game experience, uh, but reality are just a pile of junk. And sometimes uh, the good stuff is mixed with the bad stuff to the point that you have to constantly, constantly purchase this. Uh, and of course, you know, the U.S. Federal Trade Commission uh, Chairman Joseph Simmons, uh, he promised Congress, uh, it was on Tuesday, that the agency will look into loot boxes and video games. And they uh, he cited concerns about problem gambling and, and children's susceptibility to addiction. Uh, of course, this all this happened in a hearing, a special hearing, uh, where they were discussing with Congress, or were discussing in regards, of, you know, the in the aftermath uh, of, you know, the of the, 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 you know, the Cambridge and Analytical uh, uh, data leak that really affected Facebook and Google and, and other sites. So there are concerns from Congress in regards to YouTube, in regards to all these organizations and all these social media platforms, and where we, you can find all these game systems as well, and how they affected children and, and how they. So they're making more studies. You know, this has been a concern for years. Uh, first, we need to know exactly what loot boxes are. If you if you don't know, now uh, let's go back to the beginning so we know this. Uh, uh, loot boxes started back in 2004. It was a system that particularly started in Asia. Uh, it's a model where, as you know, many games are uh, AAA games as soon as they come out. The vanilla game, we're not talking about the, the, you know, the special editions and all these collector's editions, which can be very pricey. When they come out, uh, they, they technically, the game costs around uh, an average $60. That's the, that's the cost for new games here in America and the U.S. $60. Uh, if you know in Asia, Japan, and all these cases, actually these games cost more money, uh, you know, when they come out. They can go be up to, you know, with the, ch- the change or with a trade, in va- you know, in this case in currency, you're looking at around $80 or more. So many countries in Asia, a lot of the, the people in Asia, a lot of gamers in Asia don't have access to to this type of games, uh, you know, as we do. You know, they don't have the way to cash in $60 all at once. So many companies uh, in Asia are trying to compete, particularly on the mobile system uh, and, mobile, and mobile versions. Many of these companies or many of the software developers, they develop or they ingenious this idea that actually they took from the Gashapon system. Uh, Gashapon, for those who do not know, is a system in Japan where in Asia, and actually I was a Gashapon collector from it for, for a couple of years, you know, back in the day. Well, actually you buy a capsule and you can find probably here in America someplace where you can find these capsules where there's a price in it. Like you can put together a figure. And sometimes 
sometimes you don't know exactly what you get. The same model as, you know, the, the trade cards for years, uh, you know, back in the day when you had this gaming cards or this, you know, cards that you can buy, you buy these packs, you don't know what cards you get. Sometimes you get repeti- repetitions and you constantly have to buy this and you constantly have to buy them just to get what you want. Well, it's the same system, the same principle. You don't know what you get, but you buy it because, you know, you know, you get content that really helps you and your, you know, your skins or your what your colors or whatever or your weapons and abilities and all of that. So they implemented the system. So they created the free to play system model that exists in a lot of, uh, you know, mobile games and they sell you all this stuff right next to it. So you download a free to play game, whether it's PC or, or in your mobile. And then, of course, you have to purchase on a separate transaction things that you need. So this model became so successful in Asia uh, that it became a, a multi-billion dollar business. You know, even in America, we get those times where you remember Candy Crush. Candy Crush was the big deal. People were spending tons of money in Candy Crush. I had a couple of friends that they were spending like $100 a week just on Candy Crush, and which was, the, to me, the stupidest thing. I never said that to them, but, you know, I have a couple of friends, close friends. And to me, that was unreal. You know, you're spending hundreds of dollars, you know, a week just to pay Candy Crush. And it was just unbelievable. And it was not just him, the, the, the person that I was talking to, my friend, but also his wife was spending almost the same amount of money because they were competing with each other. So it was just unreal. And this becomes such a popular model. Then, of course, the big corporations, uh, they decided to apply in the same way on AAA games. And, of course, one of the biggest, uh, uh, I think, models of the biggest games that actually introduced it was Overwatch, even though there were other games before Overwatch doing it. But big titles, uh, Overwatch was the biggest title or the big title that really made it very popular, particularly Overwatch was very popular with young kids. So, you know, yes, you know, Overwatch has rehauled this over time because of the criticism of the same system. Uh, and, of course, now it's just more about skin and you got this, but they make it so flashy. You know, this is psychological here uh, to the point where people just want to buy that because they just want to see what they're going to get as a surprise. And children love surprises. Everybody loves a gift, you know, and loot boxes are technically you're buying a gift and you open it and whatever comes in it is just you. But the problem is that it has become so addictive that people are spending so much money on it and, and games companies are develop, have developed a system where technically you cannot move forward without just the access of loot boxes. Many studies have been made to many of these games, but technically in order to pass the game, you have to go through a grind in order to really get to the next level or to move up your character or to be successful online. You're going to have to buy loot boxes because everything's attached to it. And this has become so endemic and so painfully uh, intertwine into the gaming experience that it's really hard not to break out of it. You know, yes, you can get a game and just know you loot boxes, but you're going to take forever just to move to the next level or to, you know, to level up your character or to advance that or to give them the skins that you want. It can take forever or probably you're never going to get to it. And it's becoming really, really sad. Uh, this weekend, I was just actually decided to play some games. So I went and I played some Battlefield 5, which I, I kind of enjoy. It's a lot of good things. I think still missing some things. But we'll talk about it and we'll play more about it in my channel. You'll see those videos. 
uh, when I go on my live stream. But also I did, uh, you know, play a little Battlefront 2 because we just recently got the, you know, the Clone Wars DLC. I haven't played Battlefront 2 in a long, long time. I uh, did play a little bit. I didn't play as much as Battlefront 1. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the loot boxes system really, you know, really struck a lot of uh, people really the bad way. A lot of people got really upset with it. And I was one of them. Although I was not vocal about it, I just simply just stopped playing. You know, I have plenty of games to play. The game is so beautiful. I love Battlefront 2 on the sense that it's, you know, graphically it's better than Battlefront 1. Uh, it's much better. Uh, some of the mechanics are better, you know. So when you go and play online, it's a lot better experience comparison to Battlefront One. However, the biggest problem is that you know, well, initially the game you have to kind of cash in a lot of money, even after you pay for the vanilla game, you have to cash in a lot of money in order to move, in order to improve, in order to get the cards that you need to improve your character's abilities, but also to download, you know, those DLC skins that you wanted or the characters you wanted. And yeah, many of these characters have extra abilities powers in-game that definitely give an edge over the characters that I'm just playing with, you know, the grunts, you know, with the against all the just the basic, you know, basic soldiers or basic clones or basic, you know, stormtroopers and all of that. So there is an edge. And, of course, they removed that because there were so concerns. And, you know, EA went after it came out. A lot of people were, by last year, they were just very vocal about it. There was a lot of criticism. Even countries jump into it. Some different countries jump into the, you know, kind of trying to ban the game. They even said that they would ban the game. And, of course, EA backed down. And backed down says because they were concerned and they want to study the situation even more. But in reality, we came through the grapevine. We came to realize or we came to know that actually was Disney, Disney, the one that everybody hates sometimes, stepped into the situation and said, you need to take this back or because, you know, they own the Star Wars rights and said, oh, you're going to lose your rights. We're going to take this away. Uh, and EA simply backed down because of it, you know, not because they were concerned about it, because it has become such a successful model where they are making billions and billions of dollars by selling you a bunch of crap. That you purchase and you get no value of it. And people are spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars in a game that doesn't really give any value to it. So I was playing the game. Of course, they unlock the systems. Now you can play as Yoda. You can play as um, Darth Vader and all these characters. However, and this is the big part, even though they, they say that they would do it, there's other characters that you still need to unlock. For example, like now, uh, Grievous, uh, Gerald Grievous, or, you know, in this case, uh, um, other characters that, that are new now because of the Clone War, and I forgot just now, um, you have to pay, you know, uh, you know, like 35, you know, thousand points, uh, which is not easy to get, or you have to pay a certain amount of diamonds. Uh, now, there are other characters there, which is a lot, you know, now there's a couple of characters. Like, for example, I wanted to play Han Solo uh, from the Solo movie. It came out, you know, when the movie came out. And I haven't played it. So I said, you know, let me just see if I can unlock it. Uh, I'm just going to give you this as an example. So I went in and I'm trying to unlock it or try to see if I could unlock it. The character is 80,000 points, 80,000 points, in-game points. Or you have to pay 2,000 diamonds. Now, let me give you this in perspective. Uh, to play the game... Every session or every, you know, every session that you go through, you might get 100, 150, 200, 300 points, maybe, in a good day. Uh, 200, 300 points. That's about it. Uh, 
And if you get some extra unlocks after you kill a certain amount of people or you use a weapon so many different times, you can get extra like 100 or 500 points. So you're adding points after points. So it's going to take you so many different sessions just to come out with 80,000 just for one single skin. What, because it's not even a new character. It's just a skin of Han Solo or the original Han Solo. And he has, Hansel has like five different skins and they're all pricey. So 80,000 for one point. So it takes so many different hours to get there or you can use diamonds. Now it's 2000 diamonds. Technically that's, uh, you buy $2,000 from the PlayStation store. I use PlayStation. That's $20. Yep. $20 for one single skin. And that's just one of many different skins that you can get. Many of these characters have different skins. Back in the day, you you pretty much go through the grind. And after you go that, you know, some of these skins get unlocked. These new characters, new new skins. That was the originals, you know, Battlefront. You know, the original Battlefronts. You can download all this and you can own these characters after going through the different levels. Now is you have to pay to it. So this becomes so endemic to the point that... You know, and they just say, they try to justify by saying it's the way we can keep this, you know, the servers running is by adding more money. Even though they make billions and millions of dollars from the get go, they still want to take your money one way or another. I understand this, you know, but the games are developing, you know, and time and time again, you know, I, I understand you want to keep the servers going, but the bottom line is that, you know, these games are not going to last more than a year or two before the next one comes out, but they want to continuously make money time and time again from point A to point B, keep making money, which, you know, I understand it's a business, but you're already making enough money from people to keep doing that. And, and this is the sad part because the game is beautiful, it's great, but it's like you feel like you are in, you know, encroaching into this environment, into this limitation of the system where in reality just to move forward, you're going to have to Put money, you know, pay money, constant money here and there just for useless stuff. And, and not only that, because you buy these loot boxes, you get a lot of junk, but also you get maybe what you want and maybe you never get what you want. So you're going to have to keep buying and buying. So technically this is gambling and this is the big part of it. You know, it becomes a problem where technically you are gambling with this. The same thing you were gambling with the Gashapon system, even though it was for children or it is for uh, children or even with the collectible cards. Technically you are gambling you know, to want to get what you want. And, you know, you know, and this is becoming such a problem. And they have masqueraded this to a point where they try to make it sound that is, you know, that they're being nice and they're trying to help the people. And like this guy from the, you know, the 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 association of, of software companies is saying that, oh, you know, we put this label on it. Like the label is going to change that. But if you really look at the game, it's not on the on the first part of the, you know, on the on the front of the cover. It's on the back of the cover. Maybe on one side it says in-game purchase or DLC available and all that nonsense. So technically, the, you know, a parent, uh, a parent, many parents, they just purchase the stuff without really not knowing because the kids say they want the game. So they do it and they just go and purchase it. So, you know, we know that there's going to be more oversight on this. And, you know, I'm glad that they are finally come to a place where they have decided to do something about it. Now, how that's going to change, I don't know. You know, back in the day when I used to, you know, buy the DLC, it was easier to know what you're getting. Now, with little boxes, you don't know what you're getting and reality you're looking for what you want you know what you want but you don't know exactly what you're going to get in the end and this is something that is really hurting not 
I would say the businesses because they are making too much money out of it. They're really making money on it. It's hurting gamers and it's hurting us. Bottom line, because, you know, we want to keep playing these games. Games have become more and more expensive. And, you know, some people even are saying, analysts are saying that they're going to increase in price because they want to be competitive. But the reality of this, the problem with these companies is that these companies uh, put too much money into the development process, which is okay. You understand that. But they, they want to create bigger, bigger profits. You know, companies, they want to make profit. They want to make more profit than actually they should have. So this is becoming a problem where they want to, what they were able to make, I don't know, like a, a hundred percent, uh, you know, money back from their investment, you know, uh, now they want to make 200, the money 300. And that's how they're doing it, making billions of dollars just by useless and meaningless transactions. Uh, now, as a gamer, I think this, you know, it's understandable that they need to make money. Uh, as a gamer, I get hurt about it too. But as a person that understands the, the bottoms of and the, the, the intrinsicencies of business, I understand that. You know, and I have no problem to maintaining servers. I have no problem to paying for something that will keep the servers going. I have no problem with it. I think it's important to do that. Uh, my problem is, is the way they're doing it. And the way they're doing it is really shows a lack of empathy, a shows, uh, of lack of understanding of the market, of the people that, that, that really keep and hold this market, which are the gamers, uh, by just doing all kind of random stuff that is not benefiting the gaming industry or games at all. Uh, it's hurting the reputation and it's hurting games in the end. Because Battlefront 1 or 2 shouldn't be this. Shouldn't be this. It shouldn't be a much better experience. You know, you give me a better experience, I'm going to pay for more. You know, now if we move Moving from this back to season passes, you know, and that's becoming the next thing. You know, one way or the other, companies are going to move from this and going to just get rid of the loot box system and they're going to go back to season passes or going to call it something else. You know, that's how they do it. And sadly, that's how things are. But hopefully, hopefully with through all of this, we come to a much better conclusion or a much better decision. The companies decide to do something that is more open for gamers. You know, I'd rather pay for something that I care about than not pay for paying for something that is just junk, that is just going to pile up and it doesn't add any benefit to my game experience. Just that's just bottom line. So once again, thanks for watching. What is your opinion of this? Are, do you concern about it? Are you, do you, are you, do you purchase loot boxes? Have you done it in the different systems or? Or you're happy that now actually the government uh, has decided or hopefully decides to step in and to kind of change the way the, 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 the systems are being um, handled by these big corporations. Uh, what is your opinion about this? I would like to hear it. So once again, thanks for watching. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please hit the notification button there. Uh, also, share this podcast with your friends. Uh, you can find the links below. And uh, once again, thanks for watching. Don't forget to uh, to follow, check my Patreon account so you can support this channel and support this podcast. Take care, my friends. God bless. Bye-bye.